The Truth and Democracy Coalition was formed to build a pro-democracy movement in America. We educate the public about disinformation, teach people to be critical of the propaganda they consume, and provide critical analysis of current events and social issues. We produce media and educational materials, hold seminars and meetings like this one, work with other organizations, and organize events and activities geared toward building a pro-democracy movement in America. The coalition seeks to be build communities of people of different faiths and ideologies to defend and promote democracy locally, nationally, and globally. On the Truth and Democracy podcast, we're on Facebook and YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash at Truth and Democracy Coalition. What I want to do first is make some announcements and introduce Stephanie, and then we'll have some time at the end for questions and answers. First, I want to tell you about our upcoming events. A, a very important one is on Friday, January 6th at 7 p.m. at Whittier City Hall. We're going to be celebrating democracy with speakers, music, food, and fun. So join us as we rally for democracy and against election denialism. And then on January 8th at 2 p.m., we're having another Zoom meeting, our regular second Sunday of the month meeting. We will have braver angels with us to train us how to move past political rancor. They will show us their techniques for reaching across the political divide. So to register for that, go to tinyurl.com slash braverangel. Finally, I want to thank you for your support as we advance forward with our efforts to defend democracy. You can find us at truthanddemocracycoalition.com. Now uh, to our program for today. Democracy is under attack in the United States and around the world. In America, the struggle for democracy has moved to the states. Laws making it more difficult to vote and allowing partisan officials to overturn election results have been proposed in state houses across the nation. These types of voter suppression bills are not limited to state governments. Local governments also seek to suppress the vote in order to hold on to power. Stephanie Vallejo is the leader of the Friendly Hills Neighborhood organization, a group advocating for term limits for Whittier City Council. She accuses council members of unethical behavior and says that the city government lacks transparency. Um, she, some of the city leaders, she alleges, are not following fair political practice commission regulations regarding political records and allowing or allowing unfettered lobbying by the construction industry leading to gentrification. In recent years, the city council moved city elections to a more expensive off-cycle election day, meaning the election is not on the regular election day. Instead, it's on another day, forcing people to come out to vote, just to vote for city council, with fewer people going to the polls. This helps them control the outcome of the, the election. It reduces turnout. and. Um, that's their way of controlling 
the outcome of the, the election and suppressing our vote. And many of the same council members have been on the council for over 18 years and community activists complain that the council is unresponsive to the demands of the community. So let join us as we lift up this local activists and organize locally to promote, defend, and protect democracy. Uh, welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So I want to talk a little bit our, about our city elections. In the city of Whittier, we run our own city elections. Um, they're on even years, and they're conducted in April. Um, out of about... Ooh, I, um, I put, okay, so I did, meet, I did meet with our city clerk and got some information about our city elections. And I actually found out that our city, our city elections only cost the city of Whittier $50,000 to run, as opposed to paying $150,000 to have the county run it. But here is the problem with that. In our last election, last year in April, or this year in April, uh, the city does send out absentee ballots to everybody in the city that's a registered voter. But the problem with that is we only get two voting centers. As opposed to our last general election, uh, what, a month ago or less than that, um, the county ran it. And we had, in my own area, I had three voting centers. So the city of Whittier is opting to save money and I know, and I have to make the correction that in our description, we said that that the cities is more expensive. It's actually less expensive to run our own elections because they're giving us less voting centers. That means that if you lose your ballot, you don't get a ballot or whatever happens that you want to go vote in person, you only have two places to go do it. And our little city is 14 square miles big. We should have more than two voting centers. So. Um, it was interesting to me that our city clerk was really proud of the fact that he only spends $50,000 on our election. And I told him that that was unacceptable. Uh, we have a lot of other people and those voting centers weren't even centralized. They weren't uh, accessible to people who possibly don't have a, a way to get to the voting center, right? Or maybe have a disability and they can't walk that far. They, they don't have a car to drive there. So um, I told him we needed more voting centers. And he, he did say that next election, they were going to add two more voting centers. So and, you know, I just don't think that's acceptable. I feel that we need to put a lot more voting centers in our city to give more access to all of our community members to have the opportunity to vote. I think in doing otherwise, people are not going to vote. We're already in the off-cycle election, and that means that less people are going to vote than usual. This last general election, we had, um, we did have a municipal, I don't, I don't want to say municipal, a school board member that um, positions quite a few that uh, pertain to our city, and one of those was the high school board. So, it was interesting to see how many more people voted in the general election as opposed to our city April election a few months earlier. So clearly what they're doing is not working. In my opinion, it's a way to repress or oppress 
the voters because you're not giving us a lot of options where we can go vote in person. And again, if you don't get a mail, a mail voting ballot or absentee ballot for whatever reason, then you don't vote, right? So uh, unfortunately, these only two voting centers is just not gonna cut it for the city of Whittier. So another thing that concerned me and actually one of my friends um, told me about this, do we provide education to our Spanish speaker or, or people who um, you know, maybe have never voted before or haven't filled out an absentee voting ballot, how to fill it out? You know, we don't do any of that. We don't do any of that type of thing. And that's necessary, I think, in our community particularly. Also, because we do run our own elections, the city counts our votes. And to be honest with you, at this point, I don't feel that the city is trustworthy for us to trust that they're just an opinion of mine that, you know, they're going to do the right thing. I hope they do the right thing. But I just at this point in time, I just don't feel that we we should be running our own elections. The city is not transparent with us. The city doesn't want to hold themselves accountable for any of the things they've done. And um, we, I mean, we have council members not following finance campaign form laws. Um, who knows what else is going on? We haven't investigated that. So, um, you know, I'm very concerned about that. Very concerned about the way they hold our city elections. So I'm a proponent that we revert back to the general election um, and the primary election dates so that we all vote at the same time with those um, dates so that more voter turnout uh, is happening. And I'm also a big proponent that the LA County uh, voters, registrar voters should be handling our elections, not the city of Whittier. So yeah, that, that was another thing that really was concerning to me. So um, because of all the reasons I talked about, my group and I started talking about how can we fix this in the interim and we, we decided that the best way to fix this is to have Whittier term limits. So we decided to do it. Why? Because studies have found that term limits, um, these term limit laws have increased diversity, right? Equality. We have fewer career politicians. Like you said, Richard, some of our, our uh, council members have been in power for over 20 years. 20 years is a long time. Yeah, that's really concerning. So those are career politicians. Um, having a career politician can create the, the propensity of special interests, right? Having their own uh, agenda. We need more opportunities for leadership. And that's part of the reason why we believe we need Whittier term limits. Um, we also believe that it's going to promote a democratic system of free elections, and we're gonna encourage people to seek office, get involved in their own community, have a voice, right? New faces, new ideas, uh, new enthusiasm. And it's another uh, opportunity to promote transparency, which in my opinion, we lack. And I can talk about so many other things that I've been dealing with with the city involving uh, other issues. But for all these reasons, we, we are proponents of term limits. As you can see here, you know, we just saw a whole bunch of LA scandals. 
you know, again, these are just examples of why we need term limits. I want to quote um, Andrew Lara, who is a city of Pico Rivera council member. The city of Pico Rivera just put term limits on this last um, general election uh, ballot, and it passed by a big majority. Um, he said, we need to, and I quote him, we need to rotate council members, give the opportunity to the public to participate, right? When you are on for more than 20 year, 12 years, you have an unhealthy accumulation of power and influence. And that's the problem we have in Whittier. So I wanna talk about uh, cities with term limits because our, our group, our organization also looked who has term limits, who does not. The city of Montebello currently has term limits with the four year cool off period. City of Downey has two term limits in their lifetime. That means you can only serve for eight years and you're out. This last election, look at the, it's pretty amazing. The city of Baldwin Park passed a term limits measure. 80% of the voters approved it. Bell Gardens, my old city, 75%. Pomona, 75%. Beverly Hills, 81%. Linwood, 60%. Clearly the voters believe that we need term limits. And I believe that in the city of Whittier, we also need term limits. What cities do not have term limits? City of Whittier, city of Santa Fe Springs, city of La Mirada and city of La Habra. Those are the cities closest to us. So what we propose. So we are proposing a three year, four year lifetime term. So that means three terms of four years, giving you a total of 12 years to be on our city council with no reelection. It's a lifetime term, meaning that you could only run those three terms and you're out after that. We believe that this is gonna give the best opportunity for less corruption, more transparency, more opportunity for people to participate in our systems, our local, med our local control systems, and um, I mean, I think that's the best thing that we can do. One of the concerns that our group has, which is it may happen, it may not happen. We're gonna receive a lot of opposition. We're expecting it from certain groups in our city. Uh, opposition, because frankly, I believe that our local officials, our council members, our mayor, they don't wanna lose the control they have, the influence they have um, over the city. And I think uh, we're gonna have some opposition and we welcome it. We believe that this is the best for our city. We, we've had large citywide polls where we've passed out the poll links to groups throughout our entire city. And people overwhelmingly said they want term limits. So for those reasons, Friendly Hills neighborhood is supporting term limits for the city of Whittier. Um, if you are more, if you're interested in becoming a volunteer for us, we do need volunteers to gather signatures. We are going to need some donations because we do have to go talk to a lawyer and have him draft our, our uh, measure. So if we really need your help, if you're willing to help us in any way possible, please go to our website. It's friendlyhillsneighborhood.org. And uh, you'll see the term limits page there and you can sign up to volunteer. So that pretty much um, 
wraps up the term limits issue here. But I would really like to hear what you guys think, what questions you may have. Um, what do you think, Rich? Well, I think we are ready for some questions. Thank you very much for that, that thorough and eye-opening presentation. So let's go straight to the question. We got some hands up. Uh, Denise wanted to know, where do you report these type of crimes? I know you said the Fair Political Practices Commission. Is that where you report them? To? Well, I'm not in, again, I'm going to say I'm not an expert in this area, but I can share, I did a whole, uh, I, I put together because I'm also part of another organization called Our Neighborhood Voices, who's advocating for a constitutional amendment to our California constitution to prevent developers from just taking over um, the city and what they wanna build and all that and local control. So um, because of that group and so many people were interested in looking into their own council members, I put together an investigative, uh, how to investigate your city council, uh, like a manual. And I'm, I'm willing to share that with anybody. If you let me know, I can email it to you or share it through my website as well. But the first thing I would suggest that if you're interested in knowing where to report it is look into, you have to look at the finances first. For example, in our city, our, who's ultimately responsible for the campaign finance forms being filled out correctly is the candidate and his committee or her committee. And the city clerk is supposed to be checking those things. And if they see discrepancies or problems, they're supposed to bring that to the attention of the candidate or the committee. In our case, that didn't happen. And um, the other thing I would suggest is, number one, look at the campaign forms. Number two, look at your municipal code online to see if you have a campaign finance um, ordinance. Because a lot of times if you do, like our city does, that means that can mean that it's a misdemeanor, which is a crime. So you could report that to the police department, which I'm about to do. And you can also report uh, the violations of the government code um, campaign finance violations to the Fair Political Practices Commission. They will take your complaint. They can take it anonymously, or you can do a sworn affidavit and submit the information you have, evidence, because they require evidence. That means that you have to send them copies of the finance campaign forms and whatever other evidence you may have and send that to them with, along with the, you know, um, a sworn statement stating what you believe they violated. Now, in my case, I filed my complaint months ago against our council member and they gave them almost three months to revise the forms. Did he do it? I don't know if he did it or not but they, they, they finally notified me that, yes, we're gonna move ahead with the complaint and we're gonna investigate it. So that doesn't mean they're gonna, I'm, I'm not saying that he's in violation of them. It's in still an allegation to this point, but yes, look at your municipal code and you report into the FPPC code. And if your municipal code says it's a violation of a crime, then you can report it to your police department. Great. So um, I'm going to get to the chat, but I want to take some of the hands that are raised. So uh, Judith and Rory, if you want to um, get uh, put your hand up and ask your questions, um, you know, live, that would be great. Um, but I'll try and squeeze them in as we go to Anthony Avila. 
Uh, if you'd like to unmute yourself. My name is Anthony Avila. I live in Whittier, and I just want to thank you, Stephanie, for your effort to get this done. I had thought about uh, this situation myself for a long time, and I think your organization, however, I think is being a little bit too generous with uh, proposing a three-term limit. I think a two-term limit would be better, but um, I'll take it uh, for what it is, and uh, I would like to go ahead and, and start knocking on doors for you so that we can get this ball rolling. Um, I'm upset that uh, the city council actually uh, appointed uh, Fernando Dutra to a second term. Now that is as undemocratic as it gets because mm -hmm. I was not allowed to vote either for him or against him. I wasn't even allowed to write in a candidate, which I wanted to do. Now he is, you know, he was allowed to um, uh, run for a second term because unopposed because the person who decided to run against him dropped out of the race. Yeah. And so we have to do away with that. It's just not right. And there are other things I have to say about this situation, but I'll, I'll uh, turn it over to the next person who has a question. Thank you very much. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to Brittany Brim. Can you unmute Brittany? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Rick. Thank you, Stephanie, for this, for this good presentation. Um, I just wanted to let, I just wanted, I'm from Bakersfield, California, and and I was just wondering how can you uh build the the vote the uh voting center because we don't have a voting center um uh in Bakersfield by the way. Okay. Um do you want to answer that, Richard, or you want me? Uh, go ahead, uh, Stephanie. I, I don't think I know the answer to that question. <laughs> I'm going to take a stab at it because I don't I don't really know that much about it. But um, voting centers are actually um, put into place by either the city if they're running their own um, um, campaign, not campaign, um, election or the county. So if you have a city that runs its own um elections um then they'll they'll set up voting centers either like a few days or i can't remember how many days it is prior to the date that you can start voting so they're the ones that do it uh, it's not something that's open 24 hours seven days a week at, at 365 days a year it's only during the election um period so that's when you'll see those kind of um, voting centers open up it's to allow people to come in and vote in person. Some counties and some cities will allow early voting, which allows you to go in a few days before. And then some day, some cities will just open voting centers the day of the election. So it just depends on the county and cities and who offers early voting and who doesn't. Okay. And the other, 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 other thing, um, other question, I don't live in, in Whittier, so... Um, I was just wondering, wondering if I could uh, take, bring something to the uh, the Bakersfield City's Council. Well, I, one thing I think is that, uh, Brittany, um, you're in Bakersfield, and we need people to organize locally in their local communities. So it would be a good thing for you to 
to look into that and we'll be here to help you and, and support you and um, help you try and organize um, out there in Bakersfield. And that's what I wanna make that offer to everybody here. If they have activities and, and wanna do some action in their local community, right now we're doing a January 6th event in Whittier. And we would also like that to be held in other communities as well for you to hold your uh, events celebrating democracy or defending voting rights on January 6th. That's a very important date for us to remember uh, that we almost lost our democracy and, and spent some time appreciating the democracy and the constitution and what our founders created. So um, yeah, keep in contact and uh, start looking in that and start organizing locally. Let's go with Susan Cameron, uh, Reverend Susan Cameron, I believe. But she's been a member. She's participated on our podcast Bible study for progressives. So make sure you check out some of our um, Bible and, and religious programming that I did before I started doing the Truth and Democracy Co Coalition. Let's see if we can get you unmuted. There you go. Okay, now, yeah, I got a message that said the host is not allowing people to unmute themselves. So uh, just so you're aware of that. Yeah, I didn't know that, but um, <laughs> I'll keep uh, keep my eye on that. That's, that's a good reason. That's why we don't have anybody bombing us yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. right. Well, my question, um, I've been also speaking with other people who are interested in in more local democracy here in Whittier, and we've come up with three other um, issues, and I'm wondering if your lawyer is interested in looking to see if they could all be combined into one petition, or um, if they have to, by law, be separate. First of all, we need to move our election date to November. And that requires a charter amendment. Mm -hmm. And the city council is not gonna put that on the ballot unless we start a petition campaign. Second thing is ranked choice voting because we elect by a plurality, there's no runoff and that's not good either. And then the third, um, additional item that um, that maybe has a little more pros and cons is to have five districts instead of having the mayor elected every two years. I think I think that makes money too important in politics. So um, I, I would really like to suggest that those three things be added to the petition if it's possible to do it all at once or to do run a combined campaign for all four of these issues. What do you think? Susan, those are great ideas. I'm really excited you said that because we have talked about so many other things that we want to change in our charter. And the main one is term limits, but what you just said about the um, changing the date, that's so important. So it just, for, for us right now, we would love to work with you and maybe um, form 
you know, work as a team and collaborate and get that going. I would love that. I think those are great, great. I never, I didn't think about the rank choice voting. I think that's awesome. That's a great idea. Yes. So I, I think that if we can combine those all into one petition, it would save so many costs and they're, you know, they're all related in modernizing our election um, procedures. So they might, um, it might be possible to combine them all or to have separate petitions and yet run a joint campaign so that people, volunteers can collect signatures on both at the same time. That's, both are all. I totally agree with you. I think we should, uh, you know, actually work together. I'd be more than happy to do that. I'm so excited that you said that and you brought that up. Yes, Susan, I would love to work with you. Definitely. Great idea. Okay, great. Do you know also, how... Susan, yes. I'd like to connect with you too. Um, I know you're doing this work here in Whittier. So I'm here in Whittier. So I'd like to connect with you and, and your group and be involved. If you want to send me something on Facebook or an email, um, if you guys have meetings or anything like that, um, let me know because it's, that's a so far, it's just been informal discussions. Um, the big, the group that I'm um, mostly involved in, which is why I was late today, is is Homes for Whittier. So we're really interested in having more affordable housing in in Whittier too. But it's it, we've got to have democracy. Well, let's keep keep in contact, and if you want to do those types of things. Um, you know, connect us together so that, that we can organize and do them together. Sounds great. All right. Thank you, Thank you very okay. much, Susan. All right. Thanks.